I get my nom, nom, nom on with the my top chicks and we will eat on, eat on the weekly dish. Welcome to the Weekly Dish Podcast. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, I'm Steph March. And we are here for the second helpings portion of the radio show. And we are just sort of going to put together an Easter basket full of fun little things for you today. Fun little goodies. The dribs and drabs, as it were, were. of the food world. Right. Um, Okay, so let's talk about Oprah. Because why would Let us talk about Oprah. Have you had... So she's launched into... She's taken her... Um, Weight Watchers platform, and she's launched into a cauliflower crust situation for pizza. Have you had it? Well, she's done soups and all that kind of stuff, too. You know that, right? Yes. Okay. But the cauliflower crust is getting lots of rave reviews. Is it? No, I haven't. Because I don't, I'm not going to, I don't buy that processed stuff. I'm just going to have, make it myself. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But I don't know. I mean. It's gotten rave reviews. People really like it. It's in like the freezer section? Yep. Yep. And it's a cauliflower crust. I, I, you know, the whole strange crusting of things is a very <laughs> odd moment. And like avoiding the bread crust has gotten a little bit crazy. Have you, did you hear about the, the pizza crust? No, where you make like a meat platform. Basically make a crust out of meat. Like yeah. you basically take burger. Bacon. Or things and you flatten it, sear it and make it so flat and then flip it. And then that becomes your pizza crust. And it's not pizza then people. It's a pizza burger. And we've seen the woven bacon lattice. Yes. That becomes like the base and then you can roll up like sandwich fixings or that sort of thing. Or the chicken breast. Uh, I mean, that was the thing KFC did. Remember that? They made the chicken fried chicken the bun. That was the bun to the sandwich was the actual pieces of fried chicken. Yeah, that's just gross. I just don't understand. It's like bread was there because it's easy on your hands. It's wrappable. You know, it's flexible. And it's sort of a non-entity. And now it's become like, get the heck out of here. I get it because of the carbs and the grains and all the rest. How about just moderation? How about just how about a salad? What's wrong with a lettuce wrap? I don't like, know. That's so easy I just to thought, roll. But why are we? Yeah. Why, I guess, well, the hot stuff is the pizza and the cauliflower crust because you want to put hot things on. You don't want to put hot True. things on lettuce. True. So. But like, what about a zucchini boat? Or, I mean, there's other things. I know. Here's my thing. If you want the flavors of a pizza, if you really do, like, because you're eating a, the, the whole point of a pizza is because it's easy, quick, and you can, you know, put a slice in your face and go. And you love pizza. Yeah. In the old ways, it was because you literally would get, you know, the entire reason of pizza was like a thing that you would fold up. Yeah. And run. Yeah. So. To me to then say, well, now we eat it because we love the flavor of pizza because you want the cheesiness and the tomatoes and stuff. Just make, I mean, I just make like a, I, I mean, I do the quinoa bowls, you know, where there's just a little bit of quinoa and then just load it up with tomato sauce and cheese. Why wouldn't you just eat that? I don't know. I don't know. Or why wouldn't you just eat like a low-cal spelted tortilla 
wrap and yeah. make that a pizza. I know. I don't understand. I mean, understand. that's all of 70 calories and pretty good for well, you. Well, and everyone, I get it. They're trying to add more vegetables and the cauliflower is definitely, uh, you know, the ways of finding it. And I love good. cauliflower. Don't get me wrong. A right. cauliflower mash can substitute for mashed potatoes and many a thing. I just get very strange when it's trying to be something it's not too much, you know, where it becomes like mashed cauliflower is its own thing. Mashed potatoes is its own thing. It's great. Those are the same. They have a lot of the same characteristics. And yep. so that's fine. But to try to make it into bread for a, a pizza is strange. And probably not going to be 100% successful. No. So what did Oprah do now? Okay. So anyway, now she has, this is the secret maybe to her success. She does not buy avocados. Why? Because she thinks they're too expensive. So <laughs> she's never lived in the Midwest where we can't just pick them off a tree. Well, she bought her own grove. She bought an avocado grove. She is now has her own avocados all that she doesn't have to purchase them anywhere. And she also um, apparently this is apparently the thing she carries with her always the makings of avocado toast. Like always has the chance to have avocado toast because it's, she carries it with her. Because she just loves it so much. Yeah. I do love avocado toast, but that's an obsession. That is a little bit. But then also to then, but I mean, take a moment to understand something. This is a woman who is worth billions of dollars who is saying she doesn't want to pay two bucks for three avocados or you know what I mean? So like she's the, just going to buy three an avocado for is, grove. Is so this she, a real story or like a This is like a, a, swear to God, a real story. story. No, this is a real thing. She bought a grove so that she can always have her avocados with her so she never has to buy them. Because they're too expensive. I'd still vote for her for president. I would not. Because I feel like she actually has grocery shopped once or twice. Yeah. No, I know. Um, I don't okay. know how she would handle a missile crisis. Let's just point. blow this up for one second. <laughs> okay. If you had like, you have your avocado toast bag, so you travel with it. It's like you want to have your avocado. You have your avocado in there. What kind of toast would you have in there? Uh, just, I, I'm all about like local sourdough, whatever okay. that is. It doesn't local have sourdough. To be... What else would be in your bag? See, here's the thing. I don't. Uh, avocado toast for me is nothing but avocado and then olive oil and salt. That's it. Nothing else. Yeah, I Don't do turn not. It up. And I do not like people that think that guacamole on toast is avocado toast. No, it doesn't need to be limey. That's guacamole toast. Yeah. And I don't want guacamole toast. No. I don't even want toast, by the way, because a lot of, and this is nothing an anti-carb thing, but I mean, I and the people who live in my house, which include one human, uh, sometimes we just cut open avocados and we sprinkle them with salt and then yeah. olive oil and you eat them with a spoon. We put balsamic sometimes in the center. Yeah. I don't understand why we need to make toast out of it. Well, I do understand that. I don't do it at home because I usually don't have bread at home. But boy, a good avocado toast, like I've said it a thousand times, I'm obsessed with the Salty Tarts avocado toast. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is when I was, I mean, I when I was pregnant with Jake, I before people even talked about avocado toast, that is what I ate every single day. When I, I was ate, eating chemo food, I ate yeah. guacamole from Brasa. Yeah. Every, after every chemo, that's all I wanted was that and chips. Yeah. And, you know, there's something about just, you know, having us. And I used it as, as an altar to mayonnaise on the kids' sandwiches when they were kids because they didn't like mayonnaise. I was like, well, you can't have just dry bread because that's just weird. <laughs> so then I would spread the avocado kids. on their bread and sit with turkey and, you know, sprouts. I'm uh, trying to find up ways to use the hard-boiled eggs left over from the Easter hunt, and one of the ideas is to make guacas- guacamole salad. So egg salad, but without mayonnaise, you use the guac instead. Oh, yeah. So avocados was- becomes like the mayonnaise. 
Someone on came on air. I think you were gone. It was somebody when I was when there was a co-host that had talked about making tuna salad with just with guacamole and no mayonnaise. Yeah, it's kind of a nice substitute if people are creeped out by mayonnaise and you can still use up your hard-boiled eggs. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, okay, I have another thing I want to ask about. Okay, and this may be me and my curmudgeoning thing, and I've been working too long in the same job. Okay. <laughs> Which means I know that I know more about the Twin Cities food scene than a lot of people. You do. And I know histories and I know that kind of stuff. But the stuff I know isn't unknowable. You know, this is not secret things. Um, This is just having been around for a long time and things. I saw a a certain uh, up-and-comer. I'm not going to name names because it's not about the person necessarily. But who is, you know, kind of wants to be a... A representative for restaurants in the cities, right? Like wants to be a recommender and wants to be an expert in that way. And uh, she had gone to a place that has been around forever and said, I love discovering hidden gems and put this thing out there. And then was like, oh, I got this meal is such a great hidden gem that I discovered. And I was kind of like, it's been around since 1968. And so does that make it a hidden gem? What I mean, was the place? It's Dow Natural Foods. Oh, I do love that place. It's in Uptown yep. on Hennepin Avenue. Mm-hmm. And it's a great natural food store. They have supplements. They have um, right. other things you know that it. you can buy. I do. This is the point. I do. I- I'm going to be a little more generous with that and say if it's new to you, then it is probably a hidden gem. But it, it's not hidden. It's not hidden. I'm just working It's in the this. same spot since 19, I mean, for many, many years. And... I mean, I get that a dis- of like, hey, I have found something. I've never been here before. And but, I want to share it with you because it's a gem. That wasn't the tone. The tone was, I've discovered this hidden gem. And I'm an expert in this restaurant area that you should know about. And I felt very strange about that because I wanted to be very teachery. And I don't want to be know-it-all teachery. <laughs> yes, you do. Of course I do. But I sort of feel like, I, but I would never do that like on their page. I would never be like, Look. you'd DM her privately, like, hey, yeah, by like, the way, that's been around since well, 1968. And someone beat me to it. Someone put on there, yeah, since 1968. I was like, you know. Okay. It's, and I get it. The generations, it's a different form. Like, I may have found, stumbled onto Cecil's Deli, and I'd never been there. And I'm like, oh my God, I just found this great thing. This is such a thing. This is wonderful. But I guess I, that's the hard part for me is, is this little weird discovery that, that this sort of generation has that nothing existed before they discovered it. And so like, they don't have that idea of like, find out about it. And then if you're going to post something about it, wouldn't you want to know some of the context about it instead of just, wow, what a great smoothie, you know? Um, I am going to just be your devil's advocate here. Cause I can, Okay. if you're, 20-ish, 30-ish, and these things are all new to you, and you're just discovering your palate, and you're excited about the city that you're in, and you want to share those things with others. I like that, because I do love discovery, and I like the idea of helping to amplify brands that are things that people don't know about. I guess I don't feel like it's a hidden something, so maybe you could phrase that a little bit more. But what is it the most that bugs you? That there's not a natural curiosity to dig down yes. deeper? Mm-hmm. That, and, that, that there's no need to then say to, to I mean, I'm sorry. To give but, it context. Yeah, the context is what's important that that place has been there. They didn't, like, you're not finding a smoothie that's this thing that, I mean, they've been doing that for, God, like 60 years, you know? Shouldn't that be a piece of that? 
that you recognize the heritage. Yeah, and if you're going to be an expert on something and you're going to have your whole position Why does being, this person think they're an expert, though? Know. Maybe that's the thing that's well, really know. bugging you. Well, No, no, no. I mean, I that's fine. Because if I said I had discovered a hidden gem at Dow Foods and it was this delicious smoothie... You'd laugh at me, I but would. you wouldn't be like offended that I am not researching the history of it because you'd be like, oh, that's just Stephanie. She really is excited that she found this hidden gem to her. So it's the way that the person is presenting themselves as some sort of expert in the industry. I think that bugs you the most. Well, I guess I guess I don't know how you can be an expert in something that you're not then naturally curious to figure out well, the they, backstory. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's I guess that's and again that goes down to the whole thing of where I understand that everybody can have opinions and everybody can have opinions about food and that there is no one right thing. I'm hugely a proponent for that because that's why I don't write reviews of like this is good and this is bad. Like this place is good, this place is bad. It doesn't work like that. It's good for somebody, it may not work for somebody else. I totally see that. But I guess part of me is concerned that the story of the place, the context of it, doesn't matter. And it seems like it doesn't if, – and if it doesn't matter, what are you representing? How can you really do our town justice? And if you become this sort of expert, then how does that work, really? It's a good question. I mean – if for you, you're open for a discussion. You're ready to learn. If I said, oh, oh did and you know I that they've been know. doing it? If I, if this person had come to your head, been like, hey, I just found this Lexington place. It's so great. Look what I just found. Wouldn't you be like, yeah, but I would be like, I'm so glad you found it. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow, do you know like all the heritage here? Right. And it's really something to discover. Right. But it, wouldn't that feel weird if someone said that they ju- they had just discovered the Lexington and it Probably. was like this hidden gem. Probably. You don't know it's here. And you'd be like, "How? what? Are there people like you're in an environment that's super competitive, right? So we have two city magazines. We have a city alternative newspaper. We have two daily newspapers with most markets don't have. We have every television and radio station in town wanting to be the experts in the food scene and pick out the best Mexican restaurants. And yeah. does, does do you see like any, and you don't have to name who they are, but do you see like encouraging new voices coming up that have different perspectives? Yes, I do. I always, I, I and it's hard because yeah, of course it's like, you know, we, we battle for scoop, which is dumb yep. and I hate it, but yeah, that's part of the deal. Like you, and yet at the same time in the way that the fast media moves these days it doesn't matter because if i put out hey jesse held is retiring and then you know eater puts it up 20 minutes later because of what i've already put out people will see it they won't know who wrote it first well let me ask you about that because if you got a scoop on a story then the other reporters in town are then you've scooped them so they've got to then put something up to get it up because they don't want to look like they're scooped are they in a lot of instances referencing your story because i feel like with city business a lot for the business journal that um, they'll be like, as reported by so-and-so. Yes, they're very good at that. They're reporting the reporting. and But there's that's different. Is that kosher? Yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, I mean, in terms of for them, for sure, in digital space. But they will be the ones, um, you know, and there's definitely things that you, if you want to be able to source it yourself or get information. Like if we find out that, let's pretend Gavin Kaysen is opening a new restaurant, that may be something that, you know, if it goes out to the general public and it's a press release, then everybody got gets yep. it. To me, I'm not going to battle 
I, I'm not going to battle to like for those kind of things that we're all going to be saying the exact same things. So I will either try to call and get a different quote or I may frame it up a couple of days later and not get into the scrum of it all. Mm-hmm. But there are things that like I know because someone gives it to me and it's not on a press release. Like the bootleg thing is a thing that I was, you know, I the Tattersall guys had been working on it and they know the how much I love bootlegs from my history. And so they're like, hey, do you want to do you want to put that out there? And I say, yeah, I'll put that out there. And then it's up to everybody else if they want to like cover it or not cover it or in what way they want to cover it and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it is, it's both competitive and it's also kind of not because again, someone can put up a thing that, Hey, Tattersall is launching a bootleg in like a week and a half. And there'll be a bunch of people who never saw what I did and their audience will get it fresh and new. And then they'll think they've got the scoop. Right. So it doesn't actually matter yet. It does because we are based on clicks and buys. And so like we have to do those things because of the fact that you have to then we're trying to survive as a media company and we need, you know, there's measurements that we use to sell advertising. Does it feel I'm sorry I'm asking you all these questions, but it is kind of interesting. Does it feel um, competitive where you're like, do you tell your sources like, okay, you've just told me, using the Gavin Kaysen example, that you're going to open a new restaurant, Gavin Kaysen, which is is all just, uh, what's the word called where it's not real? Hypothetical. Yeah. Um, Do you then say like, okay, is this a scoop for me? Or like, I'm going to publish this. And is that important to you? Yes. I always, well, and in fact, let me use this, the example of Belcor, because I knew about Belcor before anybody else, mainly because I live in Wyzetta and people in Wyzetta talk and they've been talking about it. And even though the lease hadn't been signed, I knew that he had been in that space. I knew all this kind of stuff. And so I called him and I was like, so you are looking at the blue point space. And I'm like, what's happening? And he's like, man, it's not even signed. I'm like, I know, but people talk in my, in uh, this is my town. And so he said, well, I said, I, right now I could put up a thing that says Gavin Kaysen has been walking through and looking at the blue point space. But he said, it's not signed. I don't want to release anything yet because I don't want to, the deal is not done. So what he said is if you don't, say anything right now he's like i will make sure that you have the scoop and so that's one of those agreements that sometimes happens and so sometimes rick gets on a scoop first and and then goes to like tim niver and says hey i hear you're doing this and if you don't you know publicize it and i can have it first i'll hold it yep and so there's an agreement there i've been screwed on those agreements in the past wherein someone says please don't mention anything you know, until I say it's okay. And I'm up for business. I am here to make sure that we are a, a profitable, you know, scene across all things. I don't ever want to screw anybody. I don't yep. ever want to be like, well, I'm going to put this out there because I know it. And you're, you know, I want to control the narrative. I'm fine to let them control the narrative, but I have gotten screwed in that, in that they have then said, yeah, you can have it. You can have the scoop. Please don't publish anything till Monday. And then I won't release anything until like Tuesday or Wednesday. And I'm like, sounds great. So I have a plan to put something up on Monday and someone calls or they, someone mentions it to them and then they release all the information before I get anything up. And that's happened to me more than you think. Okay. So what if you are a restaurant and you've got a, 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 you're putting out a press release and you're giving it to 10 people? If you're giving it to 10 people all at the same time and there is no scoop worthiness, do you then jump on it at the same time or do you evaluate? Yeah, as an editor. Yeah, no, as an editor, 
I sort of I evaluate the importance of it. Like for instance, that uh, that Cheese Louise food truck that was opening, yep. and I have no idea if that person sent it to everybody or if they sent it to me. But I had the time. I was it was early in the morning, and I was like, hey, I can put up a quick little blog about this, and and that's a great idea. And this is Cheese Louise, a food truck that has got a brick and mortar in Linden Hills. Yeah, will open in the Kata Organic Space soon. And I just thought I've eaten their I've eaten their sandwiches at the truck before because they park outside my building sometimes. So I thought, well, this is a quick, easy thing. I'm at my computer. That's an easy go. So I did that sometimes. And I had no idea if it had hit everybody else. Um, but I am not a beat reporter necessarily the way that the Star Tribune has so many people reporting. Right. And even, you know, City Pages has multiple reporters looking for things and writing things and doing these kind of stuff. So I don't. Sometimes, like, I'm doing other things, I can't, and the news comes, and I can't react to it. And if, you know, if Eater and City Pages and they Star Tribune have all put something up already, I probably won't mm-hmm. do anything right away because, it, to me, it'll be more important to put it into a different context. Yeah, because you don't want to just be an also ran getting no. to the information. Because there's no point in that. If I'm, I'm just yeah. not going to get the clicks. So, um the other thing is I like to contextualize a little bit more and I like to then if the story gets popped up because it's not as I mean just the fact that it's uh it's interesting that somebody is opening that's interesting but what's more compelling to me is what does it look like before it opens so the sneak peeks that I do are more important I would rather have that than the news that it's opening like the yeah. three jack golf course thing like everybody got that at the same time and I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll put that in the feed. I couldn't feel excited about that I if know. I tried and I wanted to. I don't. And I'm not. It's probably. You're I mean, not a golfer. No. And I've not had their food. So I'm sure it's wonderful and all that. Who knows? But I was like a golf simulator restaurant in the North Loop. Huh. I know. Huh. I don't know. I mean, there's enough businesses downtown, you know. And Are you a golfer? Uh, No. I mean, I, I do. I I like to go to the driving range. And I will golf like once or twice a season. Right. It's not, I'm not a golfer. And that would require a simulator thing might require, you know, that. Some skill. Yeah. Well, and like <laughs> you definitely want to be there for that. Yeah. But I also understand the entertainment value of, you know, these restaurants that are opening with games and stuff. So I don't know. I think, but like, for instance, that I would rather have the sneak peek of that than the news at the same time as everybody else. Yeah. I see that. Because, it, and plus the news of that is so early. A lot of these things are like, poof. And then it'll be six months before anything opens. And it's all gone. Yeah. And then you have to remember it. You so. had one other, um, when we sat down, you were like, oh, I have a few little I things in my now. Easter basket to talk about. talk about. And I do think it's interesting to be, hmm. you know, I see a side of you in the competitive side of the business because we're like sister people and you get to download your real feelings and sometimes you're having highs and sometimes you're having lows and that's just the part of any business. I do think it's really interesting, like, how the media works in the food space and how competitive it is and how to get a scoop out there, how to get seen. I'll just, uh, an example that I'll give you is um, It's Greek to Me has been reaching out to us a lot, trying to get some more coverage about new owners have taken it over. They've expanded the menu. They're doing um, a lot of uh, different things that are fresh, Greek, wonderful food. They have a grab and go, but they've been around for a long time. So it's people are like, how do I get seen in this crazy world of openings and closings and the newness? And I'm not the new shiny thing. Mm -mm. 
Well, and I think that that's, you have to have a story to tell. You know, a lot of people say, how come you've never written about us? And I'm like, I did when you were opening and we did this. And, you know, if there was a review, maybe that happened a long time ago. And so I get it that that's news. You know, a lot of the stuff, news means new. New is news. That's where that word comes from. So it's hard to then say, if you don't have anything new to say, then how do you get it out there? And there's different ways to pitch certain things. There's like, and I think that there's people need to do content and you have to think about it creatively. For instance, there's, um, and I, I, there's a place I'm doing, there's a guy who's launching some jarred, you know, like sauces and stuff. And he's interested in working with this old deli guy. He's a friend of his and he's like, Oh yeah, we're going to do some sandwiches and things like that. And I said, now that's a story like there, let's talk with him, bring him in. He's a totally, you know, a good piece of the fixture, you know, of the landscape. And we haven't talked about him in a long time, but he's definitely got knowledge. Let's talk about that. And in conjunction with that. And so, helping to craft a story. And it has so to be many... timely. if it's not news, it has to be timely. And like just saying, I have some of these press releases, I'm like, oh They're my horrible. gosh, it's two pages, which is too long. Yeah. You, it took you three paragraphs to explain something when it really should have been the first paragraph should have given me everything I needed to know. And then if I wanted to read more, I read more. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, working with brands and working in the media and trying to figure out how they can get seen. It's like, well, give them something to see. Yeah. Give them a story. What is the story? Just you being alive isn't the story. Just that I made this thing is not it. No. Also, it has to have a, a point and a purpose and all that. And it has to fit. It has to be timely. It has to be all those kind of things. It has to have more than just I made this thing. Yeah, that's it's the interesting. Hard part. But it is, you know, I think it is. I think it is hard to sort of. It's both sides of it though, too, because there are places that don't ever send me a note now, you know, and they're kind of like, "Well, you never cover us." I'm like, "I didn't know you existed. I, I can't." I'm like, "I'm doing my my hardest to find everything that I can, but I, it's really really tough." And then. Part of it is like these, they're paying these influencers to then take pictures of their food and put all this information out there. Well, I don't trust the influencers, so I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to interact with them. I need to interact with you if you yeah. want to be represented. I'm not going to go through these people who are taking pictures and putting exclamation points up for everything. I do love an exclamation point. Lord knows it. And capitalization <laughs> in all the wrong places. But you and my friend Sarah would just have a drink yeah. and raise a glass to my use of capitalization. Yeah. I'm, I'm like Donald Trump in that way. And I'm not proud. I Exactly. Let's but I'm getting think better. Think about what you would rather be. I'm getting better. In like social media, I'm not that good about it because I'm usually quick and fast and just mm-hmm. blop. But when I'm doing written stuff, I am definitely being more aware. Yeah. So you got that going for you, English major. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not, it's not, you don't even have to be an English major. I think we all went to school. (laughs) We all know that you don't capitalize the word sugar because you feel like it, you know? But sometimes it tastes so good to capitalize it because you want emphasis, exclamation points and capitalization. Hey, and I'm not a stickler. I make up words all the time. You do. I I, like your made up words. There's a little bit of this. So it's just, it's all part of that. But the other part I just want to say as far as like, it's funny to me how people, you know, our collaborative state, right? Like, like businesses collaborate together and everything else. And they're always like, it's funny to me how people don't understand that there's like the media isn't collaborative like that. When they're like, no. are you going to this event? I'm like, well, no, it's, it's the other magazine. You know, it's like, they're like, oh, you're going to the best ofs, the city pages best ofs. I'm like, why would I go to that? It's not my, I'm like, I have a best of issue coming out at the same time. So I would, I, well, but you're not, a ta- you're <laughs> not being, your mortgage city isn't, pages Homer, but you're paid. You're not being paid by that. Right. You know what I mean? So like, 
the point is, is you would never see, you know, I do Frank Vassalero on K- Carol Evans. No, and spot. I do think it's odd that someone would think that you would be doing that. It's so weird. But that's also because they identify me here as my talk. And so they and don't. And there is a little bit of a grayer line crossover. there. We talk about For city sure. pages. Yeah. And I mean, we've definitely. Eater and other. We've had the best of people on before. And Rick. Yeah. Yeah. We have Rick Nelson on every So you Christmas. do kind of cross over both. But I don't attend people's events and then try to. <laughs> help them make money off of it <laughs> true true and i will say we've been doing this 11 years i think we figured out the world has shifted it's changed there wasn't really social media when we first started Mm-mm. so you had a monthly magazine that you were preparing and you did a tv segment yeah now you have a monthly magazine that you're preparing you're doing a tv segment every week you're doing radio every week you're also pushing out on a massive amount of social media content writing a newsletter editing copy yeah like, that's just, it's like, in some respects, a whole nother job. Oh, yeah. You got two jobs instead of the one that you started with. I have three jobs. Who's the third? Parenting? Yeah, well, that's four, then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, just between TV and I have weekly TV. Oh, right. I have weekly right, right. radio and I have magazine. So. Yeah, that is three jobs. Three full jobs. What do you, do you have a regular, your regular buzz segment? When is it on? Between 9 and 9.30. And, and nine forty five. a specific time every week? It's either 9.30 or 9.15. It depends on sometimes. But do you have a set day? Oh, Friday. Fridays. Fridays. Okay. Yep. Mine is never set. I do two times a month, but I just... But you're never... Yeah. You're no, on Jason's show. And we kind of plan the calendar and just like, hey, what should we talk about this month? So That's good. All right. That's okay. it. Let's wrap that up. Yes. Uh, thank you. This is the Weekly Dishes Second Helpings. You can always find us. We try and drop on Wednesdays. Yep. So when you want that extra piece of content, check us out. Ciao, ciao.